0: Have you ever seen things like this before? I had an imaginary friend when I was a kid. His name was Daniel. He was my best
1: friend. He was my only friend. It's kind of a strange notion, but maybe you should try to connect with that part of yourself again. You
0: needed my help. Last time I saw you, you were this kid bursting with imagination.
1: You need to break out and live.
0: I bet you can get a phone number from any girl at this party. You're a painter? You're an artist too, Luke. I do photography sometimes. I'm here because you're here. I'm part of you.
1: Hello and welcome to the Matt's Move Reviews podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Pegovich, and this is episode number 263. Releasing in the US in theatres, digital and on demand is Daniel Isn't Real, a vibrant and frightening sure-to-be-cult horror classic that tells the story of a socially awkward teenager who reconnects with his childhood imaginary friend, only to find a dark side to this once intoxicating partnership. A highly imaginative and stylish delve into madness and seduction, Daniel Isn't Real also marks a significant achievement from director Adam Egypt Mortimer, who I'm glad to say joins me now on the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast. You first came across the novel, which was um, In This Way I'll Saves, like eight years ago. So this was even before you made your first feature. Um, what was it about that novel, that novel that really struck a chord with you as a filmmaker that when you read it, you said to yourself, I can make a film out of this? It, it's funny,
0: I think that uh, you get attracted to something for one reason, and then as you explore it, your reasons deepen and you find like the real reason. So when I first read it, I, I loved the idea that it was this kind of dark fantasy with this very, like, visual component, right? Like, it starts with these two kids, one of whom is imaginary, and they live in this imaginary world, and they're having sword fights. And in the book, they're fighting a dinosaur, and, like, all of these cool visual things are coming to life. And, and it reminded me in some ways of, like, a, a contemporary Pan's Labyrinth, hmm. you know, where, like, a, a child explores this, like, dark Fantasy Monster World, and then as I worked with Brian on it, and as I thought about why I would make this movie, it, it became clear to me that it was this amazing opportunity to tell an externalized visual story about how we all struggle with our own identity and our own sense of evil. Um, so it was that you know, and then it's that combination of things that make it for me a thing that could really be a, a movie that it has this. all of the ideas are psychological but also so well visualized so there's something for you to film that will be exciting and it's also telling a story that we can relate to in our souls
1: what I really loved about the film as well is that there's that line between what is real and what could be fantasy and I think a big aspect of that was the subject of mental illness especially in in regards to the character of Luke and his mother Um, how much of that component is in the book how much of it is what yourself and brian did more research on when working on a screenplay
0: uh that stuff is definitely in the in the book and the the mother's character and even her family lineage is explored very deeply in the in the book um and brian did a lot of research in writing the the novel to to sort of shine a light on on that aspect of it for me it, it had more to do with uh recognizing that that was a part of the story and then using personal experience to to bring it to life Mm -hmm. so you know when i was the age of these characters i went through a similar sort of experience and that a, a friend of mine had like a very intense difficult uh mental breakdown kind of situation and so in in looking back on that you know i sort of reading the book i realized like oh this is similar to an experience that i've actually had and what what I can bring to this is like the memory of all of the feelings and and issues that, that came up like in an actual, in the actual experience and put that into the movie and then like share those feelings when you watch it. So if it feels in the movie like you are witnessing a, a manic episode and then a, a schizophrenic break, it's, that's because I was trying to capture the feeling of what it was like to witness that in real in my real life
1: the film also deals with the the concept of seduction I mean the character of Daniel and Luke in a sort of way they're kind of seducing one another they're trying to get something from one another that they couldn't didn't have before and the casting of your two leads, um, Miles Robbins and Patrick Schwarzenegger, the chemistry between them just worked so well that that seduction element really just kind of brought, was brought to the fore. Um, casting Miles and Patrick, um, are they um, actors that you knew of beforehand? Was this the first time you kind of came across them? How, what was that process like in getting them two? And how did you know when you had them two in a room together that this is the chemistry that you need for this story to, to be brought to life?
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting that you talk about seduction, and it, it, it's true that you know it really had to be a movie about this kind of young male friendship that can be like so intense and and be sort of both like love and war and confusion all all at once. Um, I first saw Miles in Blockers, which is a comedy where he's so funny and alive, and 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 I thought I, this, this character who begins the movie being you know quite depressed and anxious, I need to have somebody who can bring some spark and, like, lifelike, uh, you know, struggle for joy or else it... I, like, I didn't want somebody who was just going to kind of mope. Mm-hmm. And um, and Miles is, in real life, such an exciting, funny person that he could have this kind of, like, inner life and, and, and various colors around being, you know, a kind of broken, traumatized person. And Patrick was uh I wasn't familiar with his work I'd seen his photographs and um and Daniel had to be somebody who was really the epitome of as you say you know about seduction like he just he had to be so beautiful and so charming and Patrick had that in a way that very few other people that I was able to find do have it and on top of that he had like a really strong interest in exploring how to portray this character who's not him who's Who's evil and manipulative, and um, and yeah, getting the two of them together, we had a lot of uh, rehearsal time, or at least for me, for a small movie like this, we had a fair amount. Mm-hmm. And so having them in the room together and sort of explore what their memories of being children together would have been like, or you know, sort of improvising together and playing with, uh, you know, you 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 kind of come at it like all right, we've got like five days, we have to be best friends forever, let's go, let's make that happen. And they were very good at kind of locking into each other and creating that feeling.
1: Horror movies usually live in the shadows um, when it comes to color and such. I can't I can't i I can't count how many times you watch a film and the light is never turned on. It's just like it's almost like to the point of like uh hilarity these days. Um but I feel of, of late that a lot of filmmakers are embracing colour. That colour is much more brought to the fore now and your film especially has that. Um the visual style in this film is just really eye-popping but at the same time not gaudy. It really hits that that, that balance there which is just perfect. Um, when it comes to the visual component of the film, especially the choosing of colours and such, um, do you take inspiration from other movies, from other walks of life? Do you storyboard? Do you keep a scrapbook? Do you do anything like that in regards to how you want to present your ideas to your DP and other people as well in how you want the film to look?
0: Oh yeah, I had a very I had a forty page style guide before we before we even put the team together that I that I put together that had the entire kind of evolution of what the colors would be in the lighting and, and and how the movie would evolve its style from scene to scene so that was all like very much thought through and you know to your point I, I agree like I, I think we were coming from an era where horror movies were all kind of looked like they'd been sort of soaked in dark blue dye mm. and um, and I just I found that that was becoming like really quite a boring way to express these these things and I was interested in doing something. Because this is a movie that has a lot to do with like manic energy, like how how could we do things that are that are quite colorful and lifelike and you know beyond lifelike, but still have that be terrifying? And you look at you know because you, you can be overwhelmed by colors and and kineticism, just as you can be you know scared by quiet and and darkness. And so I was looking more for like overwhelming the senses and going for a sense of going for an idea of maximalism instead of minimalism and in, um, in creating fear
1: um, so my final question is like this film made me weep at its conclusion and I think it really underscores that there's a the tragedy of Luke's character of Luke's character um, and to me some of the best horror movies really have that element to it it's the drama in the character and the sympathy that he feels for for some of these characters as well. Um, did you feel that as well when you read the book? Is that something that really kind of resonated to you as well? That this is very much a tragic story as it is a horrific one in you know, a one of seduction as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 if it's a tragedy, it's a tragedy about how um, you know, trauma can bend the world around you into a very tragic way that's kind of outside of your control and, and, and your struggle to take control of it can feel like a horror movie. And, and so, you know, I'm really happy to hear that you had that kind of emotional reaction to it because the most, the most important thing that I realized the movie was about was about empathy, so we can create this world of, of sort of nihilistic horror and cosmic horror, but it, the, the, the struggle in the film is about how do you remain, is, how do you maintain the feeling of empathy despite the fact that the world may be the way that it is. And so if, if there's a, a tragedy in that or a, or a pathos that's coming across, then I feel like we achieved what we needed to.
1: Um, you most definitely did. Um, Daniel, isn't real. This is such a great film. Congratulations to you uh, again. And um, I hopefully I, I see more stuff for you in the future. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. This was great. I appreciate it.